You are listening to The Chill Zone with Bertha Jaruma. And I do have my guest, that's Richard Koch, well-known in South Africa as a choral music director, conductor, studied at UCT, later at the Royal School of Church Music in the UK, after eight years of experience in the UK, returned to South Africa, where he has made a notable contribution in several fields, focusing on the upliftment of music in all communities, and informed a close relationship with the Mzilikazi Kumalo, which uh, was, uh, you know, cemented by the cooperation in the Soweto Nation Building um, Mast Choir Festival, which they directed together for 18 years. Richard, we just had a little bit of a glitch earlier on. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes, I'm back now. I wanted to find out, you, so you chose a song that we played to open up uh, this conversation. Why that particular song? Anything special about it? There's definitely something special about it. It was written for the Nzansi Tenors. This is a group that I helped to put together last year. And they've appeared on, on several stages around South Africa now. They've had a run at the Peter Doreen Theatre in Cape Town. They performed at Starlight Classics. They had a run up here in Gauteng at the Peter Doreen Theatre at Monte Cassino. And they're, they're getting booked for gigs around the country now. And it's really nice. It's 10 wonderful young tenors from Cape Town. Uh, most of them live in, in Kailicha. And they come together whenever there's a gig. Their students, or they were, most of them were taught by Sipo Fubesi. And uh, that song, Kakamba Nyana Wam, uh, was chosen because it's about young people coming out of the community and representing them and doing well for their own community. And I've always been involved in community music making, and I love it when young people represent their community and make a success of something and help to uplift themselves and with that they uplift their community as well so that's why i chose that song and these tenors are making their mark now throughout the country mm. now you've been in this industry for the longest time what was it like working with uh, the sabc well it, i'm always grateful to the sabc because uh, in 1980 I came back from uh, the UK where I'd been studying and working. For, I was there for eight years. And then I was approached by uh, the then head of music to come back to South Africa and restart the choir. I've always been involved in choirs since I was about 12 years old. I started singing in choirs and I was completely hooked on choral music. So uh, I came back to South Africa and I started or restarted the SABC choir and I started uh, the uh, Chanticleer Singers, which are still, both of these choirs are still going now, uh, 43 years later. And um, they're actually, they've been incredibly successful. And then, of course, after a while, so the, working at the SABC in those days um, was, was actually a great challenge for me because I never really had the resources to run my own choirs like that. And what is wonderful for me is that here we are 43 years later, they're still going. They're both independent now uh, because um, the SABC got rid of a whole lot of um, things like the orchestra and the choirs in the, in the 90s. So I, I took them to be independent and we're still running and it's been a great success story.
And have you always had this passion for 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 orchestra, or it's something that grew? Um, no, it's something that grew. Uh, so when I when I came back in the 1980s, uh, I ran the choirs and I was also a producer. And somehow I got involved in the orchestra. And then I started being offered to do... I, I did took part in a conducting competition. And I came second, actually. And the, the winner went overseas. It was a chap called Ferrard Corsten, who is still overseas now. But I managed to pick up work here in South Africa. I started conducting in Cape Town, and I did some lunchtime concerts here. And so my career as a conductor of orchestral music uh, grew, and I gained more and more experience in that field, and, and also in the running of orchestras, so that by 1991, uh, I was asked to take over the running of the, the then National Symphony Orchestra. Uh, which I did for about 10 years uh, until we ran out of money because the SABC actually retrenched the orchestra in about 1996 or 7, 1996, I think it was. And we managed to keep going for several years, but then there just wasn't enough money. So uh, we, I, I had to leave and we stopped the, the orchestra in 2000. Uh, and and it, then it appeared in various other forms. And, and, you know, other orchestras have come and gone and so on. So I've always been interested in orchestral music, but particularly in choirs. Mm. And you, you've worked with, you know, world-class stars. Um, Andrea Bocelli, he happens to be my favorite, by the way. How was that like? And, and who is your favorite? Well, not only Andrea Bocelli. Uh, uh, my choir has sung with lots of people like that. So we had uh, Pavarotti and the three tenors. Uh, they were here. We, we sang twice or three times with them, and we certainly sang with Bocelli. And I was conducting in some of these concerts, with uh, not in the Bocelli concert, but in the Pavarotti concert, I was conducting. We had Svongle Ngorma and Svongle Kumalo were singing in that concert. So I was conducting in that concert, and in fact, it was uh, Pavarotti's final concert. He did a tour, a world tour, uh, when he did his sort of farewell concerts um, uh, when I was conducting. But I've had opportunities to conduct unbelievable soloists. Um, and some of the listeners will know Joshua Bell and Lynn Harrell, Julian Lloyd Webber. Um, these are, are well-known names in, in the world of music. And I had the opportunity to conduct them. And also at Starlight Classics, we've had... Um, uh, Catherine Jenkins, we've had uh, several. Uh, Joshua Bell came back to, to perform there. Uh, it's Gaston Rivero, a well-known singer. Uh, but also our South African singers, um, before they've made their name overseas, like um, Pretty Yende, for example, and, and her sister now, Nombulele Yende. I've, sung with a lot, I've performed with a lot of these people when they were right at the beginning of their careers. And it's wonderful to watch what's happened to them over the years as they've gone on to great stardom overseas. That's been a great privilege for me. Mm. You know, there's a there's a, a concert. I, I know there's one concert that um, uh, Pavarotti was meant to have performed. I, I, I'm not so sure when it was, but um, when he did not pitch, or should I say, I don't know what happened, but Aretha Franklin stood in for, for Pavarotti 
and she yeah. did an absolute sterling job and i just thought to myself you know when you are just that talented anything goes and it, it was quite i was actually quite surprised that aretha franklin could 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 perform you know um classical music and i yeah. want to ask you a question when we get back about some of the stars that you have produced over the years i know some people may say we're name dropping but look you have groomed quite a lot of people, so it'll be interesting to know. Let's just take a small break and we'll be back. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And I'm speaking to uh, the legendary Richard Koch, music director of the National Symphony Orchestra of South Africa. And uh, we, well, it was run by the SABC. And Richard has received numerous awards, honorary degrees, um, a doctorate in music for, uh, from Rhodes University, uh, Parnassus Award, I hope I pronounced that right, from Stellenbosch University, special award from the ATKV for 30 years, dedicated to spreading the love of music in South Africa, Lifetime Achievement Award from the Arts and Culture Trust and Robert Gray Medal from Bishop's College. I could just go on and on and on. The list is endless. Richard, welcome back. Now, taking a look at some of your work or some of the protégés that you've, uh, you know, basically created, any that you're proud of that have, that have become a success? Yes, um, I haven't always been totally responsible for their success, but I've been able to give people an opportunity to perform with orchestras. Uh, and I also, um, I, I run a, a trust which has supported numerous students over the years. And I think uh, there are a couple now living in, in Germany who are performing in Germany uh, that we've helped on their way. Uh, Siabonga um, Makungo, for example, is now singing in the State Theatre in Berlin, uh, working with Daniel Barenboim and Christian Thielemann. Uh, he's got a very prestigious post in, in Berlin. Uh, Eddie Mofokeng, uh, Sunny Boy Glada, uh, Cecilia Rangwanasha, Andiswa Makana. There are lots of them. Uh, um, Elsa van den Heerfel was one of the first that we helped. And she's now a big star. In all, she sings in all the great opera houses of the world. And it's lovely to have been part of their success. I can never claim to have been the reason that they're successful, but at least I know that I helped them on their way and made it possible for them to become the successes that they have been. Also, some instrumentalists who are around and some conductors, which we've helped. Um, and it's been very wonderful to be able to be part of that process. And, and it's been an important part of my work. And it's something I'm, I'm really proud of. Mm. And any highlights, moments where you felt, wow, this is amazing? Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, when, uh, for example, Siabonga Makungo has just been booked to sing for about the next four years at Bayreuth, which is one of the great opera houses in the world. Uh, I think this was really amazing for me. And I think some of the concerts we've done, yeah, you know, recently when we had the uh, the um, the big uh, gathering here of um, which was held at Gallagher State, uh, where we had 84 heads of state, uh, and Pretty Yende was brought back to sing at that. 
that was pretty amazing, I have to say. The BRIC Summit. Uh, and uh, I was conducting there the orchestra and and the, the singers and pretty and and that I, that was a moment to say, wow, this is really quite something that we've been able to create here, uh, a stage for these people before 84 heads of state. That was quite something. And have you had any dark moments? Yeah, there have been dark moments uh, when the SABC announced that they were disbanding the orchestra. That was a pretty dark moment. And it wasn't only the orchestra, it was the choirs. However, uh, one of the things that I've learned along the way is that we as South Africans are quite good at making a plan. So I made a plan and I decided eventually that I would go freelance. And it was actually a great decision on my part. And I've been very happy as a freelance musician since 1999. So for the last nearly 25 years, I've been a freelance musician just making things happen around the country. And it freed me up to go all around the country. And sometimes I go to small places. Uh, for example, next weekend, I'll be in Hroblesdal. And Hroblesdal uh, is a small rural town, but it's also close by is the home of the Inglovel Youth Choir. Now, there's an amazing success story where, and, and I can't say I've had a part in that, but the chap who runs it, Ralph Schmidt, used to sing in my choir, and he and I are very good friends. And so I'm now going to do a concert in Hroblesdal, which is close to where the Global Youth Choir comes from. And there was an amazing success story in Global Youth Choir. And it's wonderful. I've had them singing with me on several occasions. And they are just amazing. They're so full of energy. I've sung, uh, one of the concerts we did was with Hugh Basakela just before he died. And, and we've had some big um, uh, South African stars. You know, when, when we first did uh, the Nation Building Mass Choir Festival with Prof Kumala and I were the, were the originators of that festival. And in the first year, Sibongile Kumalo was playing in the orchestra. She played the violin in the orchestra. The second year, she was a soloist. So that was another amazing moment. And, and where we had in those festivals a thousand singers in the choir and a big orchestra and an audience of 4,000 all singing crazily. We used to do big songs like Bawati Kosamanda with all 5,000 people singing. It was hectic, but it was absolutely wonderful. There were some wild moments in that uh, nation-building mass choir festival with Prof Kumala. Yeah, there have been many wild moments. Of course, there have been some dark moments, but we've managed to get over those, and we found a way to make a plan, because that's what we do in South Africa. I like that, and I think we're going to leave it at that point where you say you make a plan, because I think... Going into a live uh, classical concert or orchestra is an experience that is priceless. And most of us, for those that have never been, trust me, it is so moving. It's amazing. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. But Richard, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. And um, keep making a plan. Because we want we want to see more live performances and hopefully we'll be able to see you do your thing. And I know, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it.
but thank we you. We will, and there, there are lots of Christmas concerts coming up, so that's a good time to be happy. Great, great stuff. Richard Cock, musician and conductor. And by the way, uh, he was, uh, you know, on the board of trustees of Business and Arts um, South Africa, um, as well as uh, artistic committee of the National Arts Festival uh, in Grahamstown, which is now in Makanda. Oh, well, now it's called Makanda.